I'm digging the t-shirt. Yeah, Kirby Puckett. Awesome. <laughs> Everybody's digging it, I guess. All right. I, I obviously wanted to talk about Crown Jewel, but big news starting the day today. Fashion Berlin was just announced. Yeah. I wanted to get your comments on that. It's another big international event for WWE. It seems like it's becoming more of a regular thing with Money in the Bank, uh, Elimination Chamber next year. Now we have this event. Thoughts on going to Germany for WWE's first premium live event? Man, I've always said that the international crowds are always like a little bit different energy, a little bit crazier. Like it's, it's, um, I'm excited. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, it's really, uh, been successful for us to do these international things. You know, when you look at all the, especially the past year or so, um, but yeah, the energy that international crowds bring, you see it translate into the show. I think it's going to be awesome. The internet told me you have German ancestry. Is that accurate? <laughs> Basler. It's a little bit of a German schwa in there. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's on the internet, but you know how that goes. <laughs> That's true. Uh, any any more meaning because of that? Or is it just mostly as a competitor you're looking forward to it? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, if I'm being honest, it's not, I don't, I don't know. I, I probably have family over there. I don't have anyone that I like keep in contact with that I know. Um, but it's just a cool, I, I haven't been able to spend a lot of time in Germany. I've been there to do shows with NXT and WWE and, and stuff like that, but I haven't had time to really spend and hang out and explore. Um, so that would be cool. I know if it's anything like any other uh, PLE event, we get there ahead of time so that we can do appearances in media and stuff. So we get a little bit of a chance to experience the, the city that we're in. Um, that would be icing on the cake for sure. But, you know, any chance I get to break people's limbs in front of a big, excited crowd of people is good in my book. Normally, when we, we've talked a few times this year, I try to get your opinion on tape study. And <clears throat> Germany came to mind. Uh, CWA, Otto Vons was big in that area. I know he's Austrian, but they were big in Austria and Germany. Any influences or any matches you watch from that era that sort of influence your work? Um, I, 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 I guess I wouldn't put my finger on anything specifically. Obviously, that style of work, um, like suits my style. So, uh, in in study and stuff like that, there's a lot of. I always like to say this in fighting but it's true in wrestling as well that nothing is new right so um you'll you'll think someone created this new finisher or something and then something will pop up from like the the 50s or something that like somebody was doing it um so i always like one of my favorite things to do is tape study from back in the you know back in the day predates mm -hmm. my lifetime but uh that I I'm I actually like in tying that together with the kind of the first thing we were talking about about being excited to even go to Germany, um, I always get excited when I go to places that are going to be more familiar with my style of wrestling. Uh, one of the hardest parts, uh, especially when I was first starting out, um, is that I have a a style of wrestling that isn't mass 
exhibited uh, in, in, especially in the United States right now. So, um, you know, going to places like Germany, uh, pretty, you know, pretty much anywhere in Europe or like Japan, these type of places where they're going to have a, a quicker understanding. Um, and that's not to say no one in the United States understands. And I've been doing it long enough that people get it now, but at least my stuff personally, but um, yeah, that, that, that influence of that style very much in general influences things that I do. Mm -hmm. uh, I for, I'm going to butcher it. So I'm going to paraphrase it, but I for, it was like a philosopher's quote where they said something about what you're saying. It's like the same seven stories told over and over and over. It's just how you tell yeah, that yeah, yeah. story. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah. That's, and you could say that uh, that's a whole nother podcast we could do, right? That's like you, that you can say that about wrestling stories themselves, wrestling styles. Uh, that's such a good quote. Yeah. I just, before I transition, I just saw a video of Andre the Giant doing a pedigree. So, yeah. <laughs> and that happens all the time. Uh, I, I, I obviously, with being so entrenched in like the martial arts world, um, I joke like I'm a jujitsu black belt, but I very heavily studied catch wrestling. And for people that don't know this stuff, there's kind of this rivalry between catch wrestling and Brazilian jujitsu about like who was, who taught who, what submissions and all this stuff. But like, you'll find, you'll find from like the 1920s in a judo book, some guy was demonstrating this stuff. It, the, the same stuff happens. And I think it's just combat sports in general. Um, when you talk about like wrestling moves or, fighting techniques or whatever the body can only move so many certain ways so mm -hmm. it's stuff's gonna cycle like that it's 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 super interesting to me but i could go on about that stuff forever another another time uh, <laughs> yeah, I, i'll yeah. take you up on it but uh for now let's <laughs> talk about crown jewel coming up november 4th big opportunity for you it's a fatal five way for the women's world championship the the thing that I like about this match the most is that there's a lot of layers here. There's a lot of uh, relationships between the competitors yourself. You have a, a history with Rhea in NXT, tag title runs with Nia. You infamously took her out on the steel steps uh, a few years ago after that sort of fell apart. What are you looking forward to most? I mean, this we started talking about a big international event. This is another one. What are you looking forward to about the match and just getting a chance to compete in front of a crowd like that? Well, I think, firstly, anytime you have a match like this with this many capable people, uh, it's going to be exciting and action-packed. There's not a lot of places with four other people in there um to sit and take a breather you know what i mean so uh that's going to be the first thing for the fans um but for me personally i like the i like the prospect of uh so the other four girls in this match aren't just like four other girls in the division this is like you could legitimately make an argument that the five of us are like neck and neck for the top of the division obviously ria is the champion and she's a real dominant champion right now but you could really argue that any of the other four of us could contend with her. I don't think it's a thing where it's like, um, this isn't like a throwaway match where, you know, to have Rhea on the card 
we're going to put her in a mat. You know, it's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's people aren't going to be surprised no matter who wins the match. You know what I'm saying by that? So Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, it's not just a win. Obviously winning the title is a thing and beating Rhea, but now I've also beat like four of the other top girls in the division. So um, each of us being legitimately contender worthy uh, makes the win that much sweeter. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most is that little like uh, byline in my, in my bio. Obviously Rhea is going to get a lot of attention. She's had a huge year. You, you've established yourself. Nia Jax has. And then to another extent, Zoe Sark's had a great year, like the stuff with Trish and Becky. So she's, you know, a formidable competitor. And then Raquel, she knows what it's like to be a champion too. She's been in similar spots. So I agree with you that this isn't going to be a throwaway match. Anybody, it's anybody's match. I think it's probably the toughest defense that Rhea's had to face. By far. Far. Yeah, especially, like I said, with the four of us, uh, there's nobody that's like the easy win. You know, there's no easy target in this match. Even even taking away the fact that you have to, it's it's a fatal five way. So any whoever gets the win first, right? So you can't just think about beating one person. You legitimately do have to beat four other people because everyone's going to be trying to stop you from beating someone else. And so I think um, you know fans maybe joke or there's comments on social media when we have a match like this and you're like I beat four other people and it's like they're like you you beat one. The others were in the match, but legitimately you have to beat four others. Cause like I said, I need to lay out these three so that they don't stop me from pinning or submitting this one. Um, and for Rhea, you put her in a singles match against any of the four of us. And that's going to be a tough match for her. Uh, so now she, now she's got to deal with all the others. It's, it's by far her toughest defense. I think. Let's do a little rapid fire. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll just name somebody and I want to get your immediate thoughts. Oh geez. Even I'll mix it up a little bit. Uh let's start with Raquel. Um, I think she's a dark horse. I think she's the I think if anyone's being overlooked, it's probably her. Uh she's not she's the person that in this match you're obviously not looking at as the the easy target. Like I said, there is no easy target, but you know, if you're going to rank them, you wouldn't put her as the the weakest, I guess. But I don't think people are looking at her as like the top big girl. Usually, I think R- Raquel is the bigger, the biggest, strongest girl in the ring. And there's all of us in there now. So I think she's the one that's getting a little overlooked. I've thought about that in my strategies as well. Um, yeah, she's she's a dark horse, I think. Rhea Ripley. I think obviously Rhea Ripley is strong uh, but I think she's getting a little too comfortable and I think when you look at I know you said rapid fire when you look at um, fight sports in general when 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 the champ starts getting comfortable is when things starts turning around so uh, I think this is an opportunity for any of us to take advantage of now because she's getting a little too comfortable. 
Let's stick with the double R theme, Ronda Rousey. Uh, I think Ronda Rousey is... Um, I uh, This is going to sound silly, but I'll explain, even though this is rapid fire. Uh, I think she's underappreciated. I think uh, people like to hate her for whatever reason, and it's been that way in MMA. Um, it's because she doesn't mince her words, but uh, people like to, because they don't like her personally, they like to kind of try to erase what she's done for women's sports, women's combat sports, um, you know, the UFC, the WWE, they they like to minimize that just because they don't like her personally. And I think uh, that's a shame. I might not be on probably the best terms, but I will never deny that she did a lot for, for women's combat sports. So I think she's underappreciated in, a, in some sense. You, you guys have a lot of history in WWE. We haven't, we haven't seen her since SummerSlam. Uh, she seems happy and, you know, obviously that's social media, but would you have anything, not talking about her accomplishments, but would you have anything to say if she came back to wrestling? seems like now she's not, or we don't know what's going to happen next, but would you, would you have anything to say? Because it seems like after that match, you kind of took pride or had a chip on your shoulder for being the person to sort of. Well, I'm the only person in MMA. I don't want to say the R word. Or WWE to to submit her. Um, so I think that says a lot. And I don't want to say that it's... I think when you look at someone like Ronda, obviously she's mentally tough. She's She's physically capable. I don't think it's a thing where like, I beat her and broke her into retirement. I know that, you know, you were sort of insinuating that but i think it's it might be a thing where it's look me and ronda she's one of the closest friends i've ever had and um it's a weird place right now it's funny because my nieces they're 10 they're twins um and then i have one older niece that's 12 but they called me after that match and they were like all right now that that's over and you've proven your point like did you block ronda off your phone and I was like, no, she's still in my phone. And they were like, maybe you should think about calling her and apologizing now. <laughs> and that was my nieces. And, um, you know, I know Rhonda, like she loves nothing more than being a mother. That's like her number one thing. So I know she's perfectly happy right now. Um, but if she wanted to come back, obviously to clear the air, no matter which direction that would be. Mm we would need to settle something. Um, and I'm not saying settle it in the ring. Like this is not a promo or anything, but um, there would need to be some discussion about what's going on or what's going to happen or let's leave each other alone. Look, whatever, you know, however that would be. There's definitely like, you know, when you walk in the room and you know, you're like, there's definitely some tension in the air i don't maybe know what's going on i think that's kind of where me and ronda are at right now it's not like we're not hating each other like we were (laughs) when she was there at the end um we have a lot of history that that means a lot Mm. uh but 
we can't just ignore what happened at the end either so i didn't want to insinuate retire because you know how that goes in wrestling yeah but uh it's amazing how uh insightful and inquisitive kids are so yeah i know i love i love talking to my nieces because they they really like sometimes in wrestling and fighting and whatever we get so entrenched in what we're doing that we just forget the 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 easy path right like Mm -hmm. uh i my my favorite thing my sister always sends me a video of my nieces watching me wrestle and just hearing their comments like well why wouldn't she just do this and i'm like oh yeah why didn't why didn't i just do that that's obvious you know what i mean so i i i really like their insight but it was so simple to them you know just call her up and apologize it'll be fine yeah. it's always that easy we just <laughs> we as adults need to get there and at our own pace so all right last rapid fire Shayna baszler <clears throat> oh man what do i think of myself i think that um I I I think I've at least cemented enough of a legacy, especially if you follow me through NXT, that I I uh, I'm always in a position to be a serious threat, a serious contender. Uh, I think it's the legitimacy I bring and the the da- the type of damage I cause to people in the ring. Um, I think if you've actually paid attention to my career uh there's you know let's say this match was whoever Rhea versus Raquel I think that um no matter who wins that match if I were to come out on stage and attack the winner immediately everyone would be like oh no, she's back she's gonna break someone's arm like I don't think I would ever be considered like a uh easy win so I think I've at least done enough work in my career uh, to cement the fact that I'm always a serious threat, no matter what I've been doing recently or or what. As soon as I decide and take, you know, flip that switch, I'm a, I'm a serious threat always. I call you future women's world champion. Maybe, maybe so. We'll have to see. Find out in about a week. <laughs> November 4th. Uh, looking forward to the event. And thank you for your time. This has been fun catching up again. Yeah, it's always fun.